God says that uh, the soul that sins, it shall surely die. Uh, the wages of sin is death. God sent his son to pay that debt. And when the son died, justice was satisfied. The truth is offensive. The truth is offensive. The gospel is offensive. Now I urge you, brothers, to keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and stumblings contrary to the teachings which you learned, and turn away from them. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. That's Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. What's going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of That Good Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Arnett. I'm here with my co-host, the undefeated champion of Subway Protein Bowls, Mr. Seth Carter. I'll just say that because that's what we just had for lunch. But <laughs> What's up, guys? Hope yeah. y'all are having a blessed day. I just want to go on the record and say if y'all have not had those Subway Protein Bowls, those things are straight fire. I'm just saying, chicken, bacon, and ranch was glorious. I had steak and cheese, and, I mean, it had a little bit of glory smoke just rolling off of it. I tell you what, I, I got a piece of that bacon. I yeah. said, my goodness. Hey, man. I'm glad Jesus didn't eat it so I could. <laughs> yeah, all things are clean, amen. Amen. Uh, we, uh, I went there probably about a month ago at lunchtime. And I was getting it for the first time, and the lady that was working there, she's like, oh, you need to put the Chipotle on the steak and cheese. She was like, I just made air. That's what everybody's been doing. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to follow the crowd and jump off the bridge. And I got it. Man, life. I got in the car and drove home, and I sit here and ate it. I was like, Lord have mercy. This is good. This is going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> you know it's good when you want to eat it as you're going down the road. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Seth? Uh, how's your day going so far? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad, even though you've had to do two episodes podcast with me today. It's all right, man. I sleep from dead. Yeah. Ain't no rest for the wicked, right? I guess you could say that. But thank <laughs> God I'm in Christ. Hey, mate. Yeah, so we're doing a double header today. Sometimes it's easier for us to record two and get a couple weeks in advance. We try to do that, but not always, so... You know, sometimes we talk to people in between, and they'll make comments, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe on like a couple weeks out. But uh, so today's episode, something I felt really uh, just compelled to talk about is progressive Christianity, something that has seems to be overtaking, you know, our our evangelical American evangelical, probably not even that, just in a broad sense, the evangelical community is progressive christianity and so what does that mean when somebody says progressive christianity well it means that we've taken the historic doctrines of the church and started to to twist them around and mix them up and start re-examining what god said not in a good way in a way to say kind of like what satan said in the garden did god really say this yeah is this is this really god's stance on it and it's been on things like abortion homosexuality I mean, it's stuff that's um, since the you know the scripture was canonized. We have all sixty six books 
it's things that have been without question have just been this is what God says about it and it's been opened up to reinterpretation as of late probably not as of late I don't think it's anything new that's happening but it's something that's become very prominent I feel like and have seen especially in the American church so we want to kind of get into that I, I went and uh, done a little research on this I, I, some of you guys have probably seen the American Gospel movies The I believe it was the second one it's got uh, this lady by the name of Alyssa Childers she has her, her own podcast but she listed five things which I just, I just took four of them um, that really are signs of a progressive church or progressive Christianity so the first thing and I'll let uh, I think Seth's going to get into this one but the, the very first thing was would be a low view of the Bible a low view of scripture so how would you combat that, Seth, with, with what the actual Bible says? Well, the actual Bible says in 2 Timothy three sixteen verse 17, All Scripture is inspired by God. That means it's God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Yeah, so you see uh, instances where the church, uh, maybe a progressive church, is getting away from the scripture and going into these idea ideologies of you know maybe these different men and, and different things where they are introducing that in into their congregation and bringing it into the congregation and mixing it as we said with with uh, talking about the mormons and the jehovah's witnesses some of it's just mixed with a little bit of christianity and so it's very it's a, a distorted message that's going out it's a low view of scripture and they'll they'll look at things and say well you know i know um paul wrote this here but is that what paul really means i i don't know that i agree with paul in this in this instance or you know i know this is what jesus said here but i don't know if that's what he really means i don't know if i, I agree with what jesus said here um, when in all reality the understanding has typically always been is God has a final say God's word is true and you know it, it doesn't really necessarily matter whether we agree with it or not and so as you said all scripture is given it's it's by inspiration uh, and it's 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 uh, it's good the Bible says all scripture is good it's for re- reproof rebuke and exhortation with all long suffering and doctrine so we get away from things like theology things like doctrine and get into these ideologies of um, the, it can spin off so many different ways but it when we do that it's saying we don't feel like the word of God is good enough yeah God's word is inspired it's infallible it's inerrant it stands for itself yeah you don't need to go in for reinterpretation there's no new theology coming you discover theology but there's no new theology coming forth within the church yeah and, and the things that are troubling the church it's taken on many different um, disguises if you want to say that way but it's the same things that have been troubling the church since the beginning of the church yeah just because it says Christian don't mean it's Christian yeah amen so that would be the first thing um, it would be a low view of the Bible um, taking things that are other than the scriptures and bringing it forth to the congregation as meat and potatoes and saying this is you know this is what we need to look at this is we need to look at this 
Um, and sometimes, I mean, let's be honest, you can get into anything with this. You can get into politics. People get into politics. They get into, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but social justice, th- things that are going on in the world to where we are concerned about what's going on in our world. But at the same time, we need to see it through the lens of what the Bible says. Yeah. Not, you know, a, a, an author that wrote a book about, you know, uh, Christians in politics. Those type of things. Yeah. So uh, we start from the scriptures. That's that's where we draw our any any thought that we that we have. The Bible talks about uh, taking every thought captive by the Word of God, and that's what we truly believe is is that we should do that. Um, the second thing that uh, Alyssa Childers had mentioned was our feelings over facts. Um, what is his name? The little guy that that uh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, which I mean, he's, I believe he's a Jewish guy, but he he's kind of made famous the phrase uh, "facts don't care about your feelings." <laughs> yeah, it, it's I mean, he's but, a practicing Jew, by he, the way. He is, but that I, I really like his statement that he has there. Facts don't care about our feelings, um, and we've talked before on this podcast about how our feelings and how our emotions, though we do have them, we cannot let that dictate us in our walk with God. So. Something that you'll see and hear in progressive Christianity is people will say things like, well, that really just doesn't, you know, that doesn't resonate with me. I know the Bible says that gay marriage is um, an abomination to God, Yes. but I have gay friends. I have friends that are gay, so it's really, it didn't, doesn't resonate with me. I don't feel like maybe that's as important as we make it, is what people will say. Well, um, to say this as nicely as I can, and I say it in love, is the facts of the matter is what God said. It really doesn't matter how you feel about it. Yeah, our feelings are deceiving. I mean, our hearts mm-hmm. are deceitful above all things. And if you want to go by your feelings, you're always going to be getting yourself into trouble. Yeah, and so I think what you see in progressive Christianity is a normalization of sin because we don't want to offend people. We're, we're careful not to offend people because it may hurt their feelings. It may cause them to feel a certain way. Well, let's be honest. The message of the cross has always been offensive. Yeah. Um, it's it's something that um, it's never been uh, the on the forefront of trying to win a popularity contest. It's always been um, counter-cultural, as in the culture promotes all these different thoughts and ideas, whereas... Um, the Bible clearly teaches us that salvation is in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. And outside of that, you will spend eternity in hell. Yeah, biblical Christianity has always been offensive because it says you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're in the wrong. Jesus said He came here testifying of the evil deeds of the world. That's the reason why they hated Him. Yeah, He put them in their uh, put them in the their place. Is what I'm trying right. to say. I mean, right. He told the Pharisees. You whitewash tombs, yeah, full of dead men's bones. And so, something that's it's difficult for all of us is to admit that we're wrong. Yeah, none of us like it's to. It's part admit. of the fall. It's power pride. It's our our fallen nature. We have. We don't like to admit that we're wrong, um, and we don't like to get into things that may cause other people to feel like they're wrong. What I mean by that is. We, we steer away from certain topics and certain things because it may make people feel a certain way. Now, somebody that's faithfully teaching through the Scriptures, when they get to um, passages of the Scripture that talk about blatant sins that the Bible calls sin, um, and they don't address those things, 
because they're afraid of how it would make somebody feel. I think that man should sit down. I don't think that he I should. I think he needs to sit down, too. Here's the thing. The gospel is offensive. I mean, and they're opening on this yeah. podcast. Bob, the truth Bob Bob is offensive. Says, the gospel right there. is offensive. I wish I could sound like Buddy Bob. Yeah, I wish I was as manly as him, too. But, yeah, just cut that part out. No, no I'm leaving it. Anyways, go ahead. Um, but the truth has always been offensive. Yeah. It always has. What I heard a preacher say a while back is, um, he goes, I worry about preaching today because <laughs> nobody wants to kill the preachers anymore. True. Back in the day, they wanted to kill preachers because of them testifying of the truth. Yeah. So in uh, in Romans chapter 3, and this is coming after, you know, it's talking about the, um, the law in, in Romans 2 and the Jew being judged by the law. Romans 3 in verses 1 through 4 says then what advantage has the Jew or what advantage or what is the value of circumcision um, great in every respect first of all that they were entrusted with the oracles of God what then if some of them did not believe does their unbelief abolish the faithfulness of God may it never be rather let God be true and every man a liar as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and overcome when you are judged. So, in, in this in this uh, instance here, um, Paul was speaking in, in Romans two about the Jew being one who um, has that inward circumcision of the yeah. heart, but a true Jew, right? So, an offensive message would, would that Jesus came with as is. The Jew doesn't have any advantage as far as um, as salvation goes, and so these these messages. Um, speaking of progressive Christianity, you know we we single out uh, certain things that are uncomfortable because the truth is offensive. That's why that's why we single these things out. So the message that was brought here in in Romans three, you know the Jew doesn't have advantage as far as circumcision goes because. God is true. Let ever let God be true, and every man a liar. Um, and so, when we, you know, deviate to be a respecter of persons, as God is not a respecter of persons, we deviate to say, um, well, I'm not going to say this because this is could be offensive to this group of people, mm-hmm. this people group. I'm not going to say this because this could be considered um, as I could be considered a bigot or. You know, whatever you want to, whatever legalist or anything, I could be conceived as a legalist or whatever you want to put it. When we um, vary away from those things, we get away from what the scripture tells us. Is it's very plain and clear. God's word is true. Let God be true. Let what everybody else says. It's all. It's all going to fade away. Ultimately, it's all going to end someday. But what God has said and what He has established is established from the beginning to the end. It's here forever. And the word of God is is sure and it's steadfast, and we can't just deviate away from things because of our feelings, because we doesn't, because something doesn't resonate with us. We may not like the Jews didn't like it that the Gentiles got to come in. I mean, that's kind of what that was getting at with yeah, that scripture. This new false uh, movement of Christianity wants to be friends with the world. Yeah, and I like what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, "My friend, if you're friends with the world, you're not God's friend." Yeah. Yeah, that's true, and I mean the Bible clearly teaches that too. So um, we get into things that are hard for us. Now, granted, there are things that 
you know, in, in certain uh, settings we've been in to where things have been taught as bad and as sinful that when upon examining the scriptures, that's really not true. That's just somebody's opinion on it because of some kind of um, tradition that they've heard, that they've labeled something as sin that's not sin. That's not what I'm talking about here, though. What I'm talking about is going through the Bible and saying, okay, this is what the Bible says. And somebody's saying, well, I don't agree with that. Well, if you don't agree with that, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with God. That's right. Um, and so, yes, there there are definitely times where we reevaluate things and saying, okay, what does God say? Well, you know, people go out, out in left field saying certain things are sin that God never blatantly calls sin. But certain things, if God calls it sin, it should be sin. It yeah. is sin. I mean, it is. I mean, you cannot refute, like the Bible says, thou shalt not lie. I mean that right there. You can't refute it. No clear it. statement. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so for somebody that would go against that, it would be to say something like, "Well, I mean, God says we shouldn't lie, but a little white a lie. Little, you know, I had to. You know, I, I had to tell the cop this to get out of a speeding ticket. So God understands. No, I mean the Bible says you shouldn't lie. He understands how wicked your heart is. Right. He does. He does. And he and he shows and gives grace, absolutely to to those that are saved. But man life um we go for feelings but we could we'll deviate we'll dictate um far 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 away from god's word and we, yeah. we trust our feelings over the facts that we have as ben shapiro said facts don't care about your feelings so. and another thing is people will even use the word conviction say well my convictions right, do this. Right. here's the problem with that you must take the word of god and make sure your convictions line up with the word of god mm-hmm if your convictions don't line up with scripture, my friend, your convictions are wrong. It's your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes, I mean, there's a ditch on both sides of the road with that too, is on one side, you can have convictions of things that are, um, that the Bible says is wrong. And you say, well, it's not wrong. Or you could have a conviction on something that you think is wrong. And the Bible's not clear, clearly calls it sin. It's, yeah. it, there's a ditch on both sides of the mm-hmm. road for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it goes in uh, a lot of times. It goes into definitely your feelings, but um, your traditions and things that you've been taught. So, definitely. Um, but speaking of progressive Christianity, it's just trusting on what you feel and basically whatever is more palatable for you. Whatever, whatever benefits you the yeah, best. Yeah, it's like Baskin Robbins, man. I mean, just pick your own flavor. Of That's Christian. pretty much what it's like, yeah. sadly. Yeah. So, the uh, the third thing was the reinterpretation of of doctrines um so seth you want to get that one just yeah to... i could read that uh, i just want you to listen to this scripture right here but avoid worldly and empty chatter mm-hmm. my oh my there's so much right there that's such a that's a sermon in itself yeah for it will lead to further further far, i may get my words right further <laughs> I, far, further I, I, Huh? I'm stuck to... on replay right now. <laughs> Ungodliness. It's that extra protein you have. That's it, man. Time. And their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. I probably got that wrong, but it's okay. Men who have gone astray from the truth. Listen to that right there. Men who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place and they upset the faith of some. Mm. They're talking about not the resurrection of Jesus, of course, but the resurrection of the dead. Yeah. Being full preterist is what they're being right there, mm-hmm. saying everything's fulfilled already, right. talking about the resurrection of the dead. Yeah. But you see what the Bible says here, oh, 
they have gone astray from the truth. Well, yeah. what is the truth? God's word, of course. Yeah. And they have gotten away from it. Yeah. And so, as, as I said a minute ago, the things that are coming up and that are being, you know, uh, tossed around now, it's it's nothing new that's happening. I mean, this stuff has happened since the beginning of, of the early church and when it was happening uh, in Paul's day. And these they were reinterpreting, reinterpreting the doctrine that, that was taught through the scriptures of the resurrection of the dead, as you said, and saying that it had already happened. Um, and so Paul comes in and just is like, hey, hang on now. Don't listen to this crap, basically is what he's saying. Yeah. Don't listen to this mess. These guys are just babbling on with their own ideology. He says, yeah, don't listen to... He goes, avoid this worldly and empty chatter. Mm-hmm. The but, foolishness of men, the foolishness of the wisdom of men, is what he's talking about here. Yeah. He says, avoid it. Just don't even pay attention to it. Stay away from it. Yeah. If uh, if you could put it into terms that somebody would say today, stay away from that old hog. That's hogwash. <laughs> what was that heresy stank garbage heresy stank garbage yeah shout out Mr. Spencer Baumgartner on that one I can always he's the first one that ever sent that to me heresy stank garbage stay away from that heresy stank garbage well, you hang around that heresy stank garbage long enough you start to smell like it that's right <laughs> but here's the thing anytime you get away from the truth of God's word you're just bound to be in trouble I mean, yeah. that's a simple childlike statement, but it's so true. Yeah, it is. Um, and speaking of, of reinterpreting doctrine, so, I mean, people will even reinterpret um, the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that he was born of a virgin. They'll um, reinterpret the um, doctrine of his sinless life. They'll yeah. say, I, I heard recently, um, and this is this is this hard to tell you everything you need to know yeah. about progressive Christianity. There was a Satanist on on uh, I think it was maybe TikTok or something. My wife was showing me, but uh, he was talking. And he said, "Progressive Christianity is a wonderful thing." This is a guy who I mean, like the guy was on there and had like red contacts in his eyes, and he was saying, you know, how he was a Satanist, explaining that. And he said, "Progressive Christianity is the great is the best thing that's happening in America right now." Okay, if nothing else, if you, if there was anything else you needed to see that progressive Christianity is straight out of hell, yeah, it's that right there. I mean, yeah. somebody that's a profession a professing Satanist says that it's actually helping the cause in America of causing us to talk about these things and, and talk about this or however you want to put it um, you could hear the hiss of the serpent in Genesis that was a bottle rocket if that wasn't the hiss of the serpent but <laughs> I don't know if you could hear it on here or not we're getting shot at um, I won't say by who but yeah <laughs> cash holler <laughs> anyway you could hear the hiss of the serpent in this yeah. have God really said this yeah did you God hear really it say all it? through this progressive Christianity movement yeah and so you know I, I mean if nothing else you you hear that and you see man but not only that I seen where um, there's another guy I think it, he was TikTok famous which I don't actually have TikTok but there's some pretty funny videos on there side note but anyways um, this guy had uh, he's a progressive Christian a pastor at a progressive church I think it was in Canada and he was talking about how Jesus came into the uh, Seraphonician woman and she was talking about um, 
getting uh, crumbs from the master's table. It said even the dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. So the guy was using that little bit of scripture to say that Jesus was a racist. Sure. I've heard that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And like my head almost explodes when I hear that because you have to totally just ignore, just take your Bible and throw it in the trash if, if that's what you get from that bit of scripture. Um, but this is what this guy was saying. And I mean, of course, it went viral. You know, something somebody says like that goes, goes viral. But here's the message is the gospel is um, the power of God to salvation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself on to the next one. And talking of social justice is kind of what relates with what that guy was saying. So, um, yes, we we do believe in taking care and helping those that are in need. Uh, Jesus talked about it. He said, when I was hungry, uh, in so much as you did it to the least of, of you, you've done it to me, basically. And I'm paraphrasing that. And what you do for anybody is what you're doing unto the exactly. Lord. Exactly. And so that is, is 100%. We should keep that in mind when dealing with... Um, people that we deal with out in the world, we shouldn't just cast people to the side. We shouldn't be happy when when you see um, racial injustice. We should not be happy about that. We should not be happy when we see people killed in the streets for no reason. That should not be something that we say. Well, you know, it's just God. Uh, you know, that's just how it goes, or whatever. That shouldn't. We should not be happy about that because that's evil being played out in front of. Yeah, us. when lawless lawlessness invades, we should. We should fight against it. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but it, we are salt, and we are called. What does salt do? It preserves. Yeah, we need to preserve things biblically. Yeah, not with this two kind of movement. Yeah, not with not with progressive Christianity. So, what what these people are coming along doing, like the guy I was mentioning there with the you know Jesus's racist racist message he brought, which is total garbage, but. Um, what we should do as God's people is to take the message of the gospel to say, this is where your reconciliation comes from. This is where your hope comes from. This is where um, all your all the things that are wrong are righted. They're made right in Christ. Now, I want to read this verse of scripture from Romans 12. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they can hear that on here. There's another another uh, bottle rocket. It sounds like we're in the middle of a missile uh, missile base here. So, uh, I want to read this verse, though. Speaking of, of social justice and the things that are going on in our just in our own country right now, uh, Romans 12 and 19 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, how about this for some, <laughs> how about this for some, you know, taking it into your own hands. If your enemy's hungry, go feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And by doing so, you're reaping burning coals on his head. I mean, instead of going out and fighting uh, fire with fire, if you want to put it that way, Jesus said, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him to drink. And let me handle this. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Yeah. Um, we get into trouble when we take things into our own hands. That's what happens. We're not yeah. meant to give vengeance to anybody. Yeah. And so, um, as far as social justice goes, absolutely, we believe that um, that we should be salt and light, as Seth has said. We should go into this world to um, 
bring the message of the gospel. But here's here's the thing, as we said in the beginning, the message of the gospel, most of the time it is um, in a opposition, not most of the time, all the time if it's preached rightly. Mm-hmm. The message of the gospel is countercultural. You preach the message of the gospel against the culture because the culture is... Uh, is of the world. It's of the world. And so you're looking at the worldly system and... Progressive Christianity is looking at the worldly system on one hand and saying, "Okay, let's what, pull bits and pieces. Let's of pull bits and pieces of Christianity, and let's see how we can weave a little bit of that into the church to make it more palatable, to make the world think that we actually care about them." The worst thing we can do to show the world that we care about them is to try to um, water down the gospel. Is message. to try to water down the gospel message, and it's to try to dumb it. Yeah, dumb it down. If we try to dumb down what what God says, you're you're robbing people of true peace and true hope and true um, reconciliation that we'll one day have. And, instead of saying, "Well, you know, we agree with you that that we should do something about this." Now, there's there definitely are, are things that we can do and take action on doing things, but at the same time, um, ultimately, God is going to uh, vindicate the things that are. He's going to make every thing that has been done wrong and has every time we've been wrong and the things that have happened that's wrong he's going to make them right because the vengeance is his it belongs to god the wrath of god abides on uh, the the world of unbelief yeah we shouldn't celebrate that but at the same time that should give us um i hate to even say it this way but that should give us comfort in knowing that god's going to take care of his children no matter what and i mean yeah Definitely, somebody may smack you on the cheek, turn the other cheek, and they smack you on that cheek, and then I'm throwing hands after that. But no, I'm just I don't know what he said after that. Yeah, but, but uh, and I, I believe you know I, I'm not going to get into this, but I believe that we have the right to, to take care of our, ourselves as far as uh, as defense and those type of things. But I, I do want to say this: is that God is in control. Yeah. And sometimes that's a cop-out for people to say that. They just say, well, God's in control. Well, what does that really mean? That means that he's going to right all the wrongs. That means that uh, his word is true no matter how much the culture changes. And let's let's be honest, just in, in the United States as a whole, as of right now, it seems like we're taking a downward turn for the worse. You know, we've got the Equality Act that's, that's you know, they're trying to pass that through Congress right now. Um, and all that is doing is is taking um, religion it's probably the biggest assault on religious uh, liberty in definitely in my lifetime and yeah let's be honest that's that's something that, that really troubles us that's going on in our world right now in our in the United States um, but God's word's still going to stand yeah it doesn't matter what laws are passed it doesn't matter what we wring our hands and say well oh my gosh Joe Biden's the president now what are we going to do we're going to do the same thing we've been doing. Carry on. Carry on. Keep laboring Pray. for the Lord. And let's say this too. Pray for the man. Pray for him. We have the mandate to do that. Do I do I like most of the stuff he does? No. I can't stand a bunch of it, to be honest with you. But God didn't ask me if I could, if I liked it or not. He just no. said to pray for him. You pray for him. You pray for your leaders and everything. You pray for him to be saved. Or you just pray this. Pray for God's will to be done. Pray for God's will to be if done. If God don't choose to extend grace to him, pray God's will be done in judgment. Yeah. Absolutely, and it will. God, God, His perfect will will be done, no matter what. Always. So instead of trying to uh, water the gospel down to make Christianity more accepting to the world, um, the church is called to continue to be steadfast, unmovable 
in the things that God has given us through His to Word. To honestly contend for the faith. See, here's, I just want to say this. People want to bring the world into the church. Not talking about lost people in the church so they hear the gospel. I'm talking they want to bring the world into the church. We shouldn't want the world to come into the church. We should want heaven to come down within the church. Yep. We, uh, you know, we, we think we can win the world over by becoming like them. And that's the opposite of what the Bible teaches. But I think also what you're seeing here, and as far as progressive Christianity, we were listening to John MacArthur talk about Ravi Zacharias and Carl Lentz a minute ago before we started recording. I think a lot of this, too, um, is God working out. Working Purifying for, the church. Yeah. He's separating the sheep from the goats yeah. and the wheat from the tares. And so, yeah, you know, some of this is as uh, church, as we're listening to it and, and watching these things unfold, um, some of that is just growing pains, you know, for the church. It's mm-hmm. it's a time where God's taking people that are, you know, have high lofty positions that you know men respect in these things, and and um, they're being exposed for you know whatever you want to call it, whatever the sin may be, and God's just showing, okay, this is this is what a real Christian looks like. This is what a false Christian looks like, and so instead of you know, progressive Christianity, I feel like it's kind of taken a group of people. I just wish they would drop the name of, of Christianity. You know? It's not Christian. It's 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 not Christian. If they would drop the name and just call themselves a group of, of people that um, want to follow their own set of morals, that's fine. You know, the wrath of God abides on you. That's fine as far as if, if you want to leave out and, and go that path. Mm-hmm. But I just wish they would drop the title of Christianity. Yeah, I, well, I wish a lot of things would drop the title of Christianity. Yeah, that's true. That's Sadly. very true. Very but, true. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's something that that's common. It's becoming more common. Um, I know in the area that we live in, a lot of the churches in this area are more so like old school Bible Belt, you know, um, traditional Baptist that kind of background. But don't think that it can't sneak into those churches well, as well. It, well, it can, of course, but what worries me is, especially since COVID's clearing up, thank God, I'm glad things are clearing yeah, up now, yeah. but you see churches start popping up, and not every church that pops up is a good church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the seeker-sensitive movement kind of plays into progressive Christianity, it too. It does. Because it's, it's basically, what can we do to get people to church? Preach the gospel. I mean, get pe- win people to the Lord through the preaching yeah. of the gospel yeah. and grow the church and sanctify the church by the preaching of God's word mm-hmm. in context and it's positive in the word that's how you will see a church yeah. grow and be conformed to the image yeah. of God's son people say well that's boring it's boring if you're a goat that's boring <laughs> if you're a goat not saved yeah I mean people um, as Paul uh, told Timothy that there would come a time when people would not endure sound doctrine, but they would uh, seek for themselves teachers having itching ears. Yeah, well, you pro- can make application for that now. Yeah, you can. And um, I think what you're seeing now is is people that are seeking teachers having itching ears, and these progressive Christian progressive Christian pastors, if that's what you want to call them. Um, I just call them wolves in sheep's clothing. That's but, what they are. Uh, these progressive Christian pastors that you see, what they're actually doing is just walking around scratching people's ears. That's all it is. They have enough religion to send them straight to hell. Absolutely. 
and uh, that's when you get back into we've said it several times but christianese you know something that they sprinkle a little bit of christianity in there but i just want i just want um through this episode for anybody that may listen to hear some of these things and say well man the church i go to is is getting into some of uh, some of these things i'm fine if if we address things and look at topics and examine the scriptures for what what the bible says excuse me what the bible says about it and so you know we get into trouble whenever we we just drop our bible and say well this is what so and so this is what we're going to talk about today and you don't ever examine for what god has to say because that's the ultimate final and authoritative word is god's word yeah absolutely so. Um, you got anything else to say? I just want to read this verse out of Matthew chapter 7. I fear that this is going to be so many people called up in false movements. And, yeah. and it's a famous verse. Not everyone yeah. who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And this is what Jesus says. Because he's the one who's going to judge the living and the dead. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Mm-hmm. You see, with this movement, it contains so much lawlessness and sin. Yeah. They're practicing lawlessness and claiming the name of the Lord. Yeah, and, and what what you see there in, in, that Matthew, in Matthew 7 is talking about false teachers. Those that are they're coming in and teaching these... Um, as you read in at the beginning there, um, coming in and changing, they've got these these ideas and these babblings and things that they're coming in, and they're perverting the truth of God um, for a lie. They're swapping it out, and so yeah, it's something that's absolutely going to happen. Is you know because Christ said it would. Yeah. There's going to be people that stood and taught messages and and even progressive churches there's liberal church liberal churches um they're going to be people the emerging church the emerging church they're going to be people that taught in a legalistic fashion that stand accountable to this same verse of scripture um and so that's why it's so important that we stick to god's word that's why i don't understand though honestly seth is why would i want to throw my opinion out there whenever like if, yeah, you definitely get in trouble and be persecuted for saying what God said, for sure. But when we add other stuff on top of how we feel and how we think about things, you're just asking for trouble. You are, and I think people get in trouble, even in good churches, with application mm-hmm. to their message. When they're just preaching the word, they're fine, but application's when people usually tend to get in trouble. That's when you go sideways. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just out of our four points we had, uh, not five points. Hey, man. Hey, man, uh, on them five points. <laughs> Uh, just on the four points we had there today. Um, so we know the Bible is the Word of God. It's progressive Christianity has a low view of the Bible. Yes. We know that God's Word is the final say, no matter how we feel about it. Progressive Christianity would say, um, however something resonates with you, how do you feel about it? doesn't matter how you feel. It's what God said. Um, we know that um, the doctrines of the church have been established for since the beginning of the church that the gospel is the bear, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, that he came to save sinners, that yeah. we are lawbreakers, we deserve God's wrath. The wrath of God abides on us as unbelievers, but Jesus Christ came to save sinners, and he took the wrath of God upon himself as a perfect sinless man. 
that came and was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, and took the wrath of God, was poured out upon him on the cross to where he accomplished salvation. He said, it is finished. They put him in a, in a tomb. Three days later, he rose from the dead. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and now he's ascended to the right hand of the Father where he, he makes intercession that's for right. us. And he commands men everywhere to repent and believe the gospel. Amen. And so there's no reinterpretation of that. There's no, re- no. There's no other way to look Repent at it. Repent and believe. There's no other way to look at what the gospel is. We start getting into that. We reinterpret, reinterpret doctrines that have been taught for all throughout history, the history of the church. That's what the progressive Christianity does. They yeah, reinterpret. They, they do that and get away from historical Christianity, mm-hmm. what we mean by historical, what the apostles and all them taught. Yeah, and we also believe that Jesus Christ is going to right all the wrongs here on earth that there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, that, that the world we live in now, is uh, it's corruptible. But one day, for believers, this corruptible, this body that we live in that's corruptible, that doesn't know how to do anything but sin, that's going to put on incorruption, that we'll be raised perfect and holy and blameless in Christ. And so instead of trying to right all of our wrongs here, um just trust what God said. He said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Yeah. I will repay. Take care of, of, of those that are in the world. Yes, feed them. Give them food. Give them, you know, if they, whatever they need, whatever you do to the least of these, Jesus said that you've done unto him. But at the same time, we don't need to go out here and try to right all the world's wrongs either. We just need to preach the gospel against the culture. That's right. And so that's how you would combat social justice. Yes, there, in a sense, the Bible does teach social justice. We should take care of the oppressed, those that are widowed, those that are, that um, run into, you know, harm, those that are afflicted, and all these things. Absolutely, the church's job is to love those people and be salt and light to those people. But it doesn't mean that we go out here and try to, you know, kill somebody no. because somebody killed a person that you're trying to help. That's not how God tells us. That. No, it's completely opposite. So that's that's you know that's four um, things that you'll see in the progressive church that uh, combated with what the scripture actually says. That's all I've got for for today's episode. You got anything else you want to say before we close? <clears throat> I, I close with this. I think the main thing of progressive Christianity is people don't like to be hated. Right. They don't like to be hated. Jesus said, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. So I rejoice when people hate me. I know that's something not common you hear, but I rejoice because mm-hmm. I'm doing my job preaching the gospel, yeah. not in hate or anything like that. I'm not Westboro Baptist holding up signs yeah. like they do and everything yeah. and hate. But I take comfort when I preach the gospel and love to somebody, and they are hostile to it, and they do have hatred towards me because I'm doing what the Scripture mm-hmm. and God's Word tells me to do. Yeah, I th- you you hit the nail on the head there talking about that quote of, uh, you know, today's pastors, what's going wrong is nobody wants to kill the preacher. It's the same the same thing, you know. That's that's a very true statement. It is. We will be hated of all men for his namesake. That's right. Uh, so we, you know, there's nothing new for us to do. Preach the gospel against the culture, you know. Yeah, pre- if you want to be popular... You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong. Uh, if you want to be popular and be friends with all of the world, yeah. you're yeah. Go join a, a frat frat party or something. Go join yeah. a, a frat club. Um, but if you want to be uh, right with God, trust in Jesus Christ. Yep, repent and trust in Christ. Amen. That's all, all right. I have, brother. Sounds good. All right. Well, God bless y'all. Tune in next time.